Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a paid program. Good morning, Big Blue Nation. This is not... Michael Bennett. After arguably the biggest win in Kentucky football history, Michael Bennett is missing in action. I'm pinch hitting for him this morning. My name is Dr. John Huang, former orthodontist. You heard right, orthodontist, but now a columnist with the NOLA Media Group covering University of Kentucky sports. I also cover the Cincinnati Bengals for the website Bluegrass Sports Nation. Who day? Yep. I was in Gainesville this weekend to witness history being made. Kentucky beats Florida 27-16, snapping a 31-year losing streak. Seriously, how do you lose to anybody in anything 31 consecutive times? I know the fan base wants to celebrate, so I'm here for you. I want to celebrate too, so let's continue to party together on this Monday morning. For those of you tuning in for the first time, this show is for you, the fans. It's called Just the Tip. Give me a call at 502-571-1080 or toll-free 877-904-1080, and we'll rehash anything and everything about the Florida game that took place this weekend. Good morning, Shannon. How are you today? Doing good, man. Long weekend, a lot of fun. You were down there in Florida where it all happened. I'm sure it was a lot more fun down there. Just watch the sadness on the Florida Gators fans as you walked out of the uh, out of the stadium there. How cool was it being down there? That was probably the best part about the entire experience was just being able to rub it in the Gators' noses. The big, big victory. You know, I met Michael down there. He, by the way, he's not really missing in action. I believe yeah. he's on an airplane. Well, I think that's what we should talk about. First of all, how does Michael schedule a flight during during his show? I, here's what I think. Here's my theory on this. You know, he, he could have flown back yesterday. He could have flown back later today and just done the show from down there. I think in Michael's mind, when he scheduled that flight, he thought that Kentucky was going to get blown out, and then he would, you know, not have to – Worry about coming in here and doing a show after a big blowout. See, I think that's what happened. He didn't realize that they were going to come out and win. Worse than that, the guy calls me at the last minute, and he asked me to sub for him. Uh, you know whenever somebody calls you at the last minute that you weren't their first choice. So, Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. yeah, I'm like Gunner Hope. Well, actually, I'm like Danny Clark. I'm third string. But hopefully still... <laughs> Worth a mention. You know what, Michael? Yeah, we we blew your red shirt just to bring you in today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get four of these, though, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what Michael said to me after I offered to help him out? What? Uh, th- this is how ungrateful he was. He said, well, John, third string is better than no string. Ha! <laughs> of course. At, le- at least you're on the team, right? At least you're over here on the bench. Well, Shannon, I'm yeah. third string, but I am glad you're here today because the last time I subbed for Michael, they stuck me with Billy. Oh, and 
Yeah. Nothing against Billy. Sorry he, he's about okay. that. Yeah. He's actually pretty good, but, yeah. but he's B-team. Mm-hmm. I'm third string. I need A-team. Shannon, dude, you are A-team. I'm counting on you not only to get me through this hour, but to make me look good and uh, maybe even triple my Twitter followers. Can you do that? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll take care of you, man. You're going to be in good hands. We'll get through the show. No problem at all. We'll get to some callers here in just a couple of minutes, but let's talk about this game. I mean, Kentucky came in. We knew they didn't have to play a perfect game by any stretch to win, but they had to play a solid game. And I think you start with Terry Wilson. I mean, he looks so much more comfortable, so much better than he did that first game. What do you think about how he played? I mean, he came out, I think he only had five incompletes, incomplete passes the entire game, threw for 150 yards, a couple of touchdowns. That's the Terry Wilson that I think a lot of people were expecting last week. Well, there are two Terry Wilsons. There's touchdown Terry and there's turnover Terry. Yeah. We'll do turnover Terry first. I think after six quarters, uh, he had already had five turnovers on the year. He had two fumbles and three interceptions. I don't care how good he is. That just couldn't continue. But I think that's something that can be fixed. Remember Steven Johnson at the beginning of last year? He yeah. had a propensity for turnovers. And he worked exclusively in the offseason with the coaches and just strengthening his hands. And he improved. He got a lot better. So if Wilson limits his turnovers, he's going to be a nightmare for the opposing defenses. Uh, How many of those scrambling plays he made Saturday would have been sacked by U.K. quarterbacks in years past? Right, and I think that's why he won the job right there, just his ability to be able to scramble and keep – you know, the defense on their toes the entire time. And again, with him being able to scramble, the defense doesn't know which way you're coming at him. When you have a quarterback who can roll out, he can throw the ball, but he can also run, they don't know if you're going to be coming at him with Terry Wilson scrambling, rolling out, doing a bootleg, or maybe you're going to run with Benny Snell. And he and we haven't talked about Benny yet. You know, he almost ran for 200 yards. Incredible yeah, yeah. game, right? He had a great game, and I saw him on the field afterwards. And you know his personality. is just a real, real bubbly personality. He's very, very confident, and he was down there with the biggest smile on his face. He was high-fiving fans. Uh, he was probably one of the last guys off the field after the celebration as he went into the tunnel in the post-game area. But, uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's got to stay healthy, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, he got a lot. A got big, a lot. Of t- you know, he, he had a lot of touches. Ran the ball, I think, almost thirty times. Which yeah, I think he had twenty-seven touches, something yeah. like one hundred and seventy-four yards, one hundred and seventy-five yards. But the thing is, after what the first quarter, the first quarter and a half, I think he only had four carries at that time. Yeah, but he became a workhorse later on when it really counted. Now you were mentioning the celebrations a minute ago. Have you seen Cash Daniel celebration? On the field from uh, from this past Saturday night, did you see no, that? I, ha- I haven't gotten a chance well, he, to look at that. Did, what happened? I don't know if you're a wrestling fan or not, but he did the Stone Cold Steve Austin, where he took the two drinks, slammed them together, and then chugged them down, and said, "And that's the bottom line," because Cash Daniel said so. It's the greatest thing. It's on Twitter if you haven't seen it yet. Okay, uh, I'll have to take a look. Yeah, at I'll that. go over my, and retweet it. My wrestling expertise goes way back when. I was probably under 10 years old, and there was this guy named Tojo Yamamoto. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was he, yeah Bearcat Brown, uh-huh. those guys. Yeah. Well, what about Jerry Lawler? Because I had a run in with him, with him this weekend, too. We'll talk about later on. All right. Yeah. So you, you, you're in with Jerry, right? Well, Didn't you go visit his house or something like that? Well, he has a club down on Bill Street in Memphis. But, uh, yeah, we, we had a wrestling show this past weekend, and we got into it a little bit. But we'll, we'll keep the focus on the Kentucky-Florida game right now. 
And we've actually got a call if you want to get to that before we get to our first break. Yeah, Joe, absolutely. Joe, you're on the air. What's up, man? Uh, good morning. Uh, to say the least, uh, just a tremendous victory. But I'm going to make two points. And, and believe me, the first point is, is just something that I just don't understand SEC football. How can you let the students of Florida be that close to the Kentucky bench? Well, obviously, they built the stadium to, 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 so their students could be right on top of our bench. I just don't understand next year when they come to Commonwealth Stadium how Miss Barnhart don't put about 1,000 of the meanest, nastiest U.K. fans and, and put them right behind the Florida bench and give it right back to them. I mean, I just don't understand how anybody in, in modern-day football can, can that should be allowed to have their students that close to our bench down there in Florida. I just don't understand it. Joe, that is a very, very unique point that you brought up. It's something very unique about the entire setup down there at the the swamp. The official name is Steve Spurrier Florida Field at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Try saying that five times real quick. But this was my first time there, and I've been told that it's usually really, really hot, unbearably hot and humid, uh, thus the nickname, the swamp. It was built back in 1930 over supposedly this big sinkhole. So the playing field is is below ground level. Then you had these steep stands like you're talking about. They're ratcheting up on nearly all sides of the playing field, and that traps not only the heat and humidity, but the crowd noise inside the stadium as, as well. You're, you feel like you're almost standing in this big bunker. So it was really loud. For most of the evening, and I can't imagine what the team must have felt like with, with okay. all the students yelling at them. Now, last year when when Florida did come to Commonwealth Stadium, of course, the infamous uh, we give away the game. We had a state trooper by our by the Florida bench, and I just shook my head. I said, "Mr. Barnhart, that is just." I mean, I, I know you're trying to do the right thing, and, and by keeping our fans from giving it right back to the Florida bench. But that's just inexcusable to go down to Florida and, and get treated like that. And Mr. Barnhart needs to have a, a coming of the of the or something to, and, and try to you know you just cannot have your uh, players take that kind of abuse. And then when when Florida comes to our field, we're the nicest SEC fans in the conference. I just don't understand it. But, okay, here's my last point on Cass Daniels. Tremendous game by Cass. But let's face it, on third down. In obvious past situations, he's a liability. It is nothing against a young man. He's not a four or five sprinter. He's a cash in all reality is probably a four six, four seven at best. What Florida did, they were really starting to isolate cash on these obvious pass situations. Hence, late in the game, it was third and eight under a 99 yard touchdown drive. And I'm saying to myself, why is Cash in the game? Because basically you're telling Florida you're going to be playing zone defense because Cash really can't stay with the 4-4 Florida uh, offensive backs and try to stay with them. So you basically told Florida you're going to be in a, in, in a zone defense. If you take Cash out, then you got to at least have them guessing whether or not you're going to be man-to-man or zone. That's my point when it comes to Cash on, obviously, third-down passing situation. Yeah, but Joe, can, you can, sound like a real, real student of the game. I appreciate all those points. We have to take a quick break. I, we'll I will back. add to that, though, real quick before we go to the break. I mean, he leads the SEC with 22 tackles. So that's why you play Cash, Daniel. You can't take a guy out who, who leads the SEC in tackles. I mean, he may be a liability at some point, but you got to leave him in. So I, I think that's... 
pretty uh, pretty evident. It's obvious why he's leaving Cash Daniel in the game. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. Give us a call, 502-571-1080. This is just the tip. This is Dr. John Huang with Shannon the Dude on Just a Tip. We're talking Kentucky football. Shannon, let's continue that conversation about Cash Daniel, and let's talk about the Kentucky defense in general. What did you think about it overall? Overall, I mean, again, not great, but not not bad at all. I mean, I thought for the most part they played a pretty solid game. And and like I said at the top, we knew going in it didn't have to be a perfect game. They did cause a turnover. I think there was one interception. Um, so overall, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, anytime you go, look, we got to keep in mind, this has been what, 31 years since they've been able to beat Florida. Really, if you say, am, am I unhappy about anything? Absolutely not. I think that you got to be happy. But again, there's going to be certain things they're going to work on going forward throughout the schedule, throughout the rest of the season. But I think for right now, how can you not be happy with the way they played? I think you hit on a key word, solid. I think they were solid, solid. Uh, Felipe Franks was not a factor. They kept him under control for most of the evening. And for the second consecutive game, our man Cash Daniel led Kentucky with 11 tackles. He was all over the place. Yeah. It, you, uh, let, me, let me play that. Uh, I was telling you about that celebration yeah. that he had. Yeah, here I you go. Hear that. Let's see if you can hear this here. here we go. If you're a Kentucky fan, how can they, how can you not be pumped up after hearing that? How awesome yeah, was that? I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up right now. <laughs> Come on, let's go. So, so yeah, yeah he, great game. Yeah. I thought the secondary played decently. Also, Darius West, he picks off that pass in the fourth quarters. He's had two interceptions now in his career, both of them coming against Florida. And then, of course, linebacker Josh Allen. I'm looking at the stat sheet right now. Five tackles, a sack, a half tackle for loss. He caused one fumble. He broke up a pass, and he had a quarterback hurry. And I think it was his sack on the final play of the game that was picked up and returned for a touchdown by Devontae Robinson. Were you still watching by then, Shannon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, towards the end there, I was kind of thinking, oh, no, here we go, because Florida's driving down the field. You know, Kentucky's hanging on to the lead, and then they score. And we got really lucky, speaking of defense, we left one of the receivers wide open during that uh, two-point conversion attempt. Luckily, they didn't see him because he was just over in the corner, wide open on the right side, and and their their quarterback threw to the left to a guy who was covered. So we really got lucky on that. I don't know if you remember that play or not, but we really got lucky. I do. In fact, I think Felipe Franks was the only person in the stadium who didn't see that guy wide open. (laughs) The press box area in the swamp is open, so we're open to the crowd. We can hear everything that's going on, and you can just hear all these – Florida fans just pointing to the guy in the corner yeah. and saying, "Ah, hit him, hit him, hit him!" And then fortunately, he missed him. You know, there was another play, or maybe one or two plays, where the receiver, the Florida receiver, was open down the middle of the field, and they just missed on it. Either the receiver dropped the ball, or the quarterback threw it just a little bit out of his reach. Yeah, but and you know, it takes a little bit. Of, you have to take care of. Yeah, and it takes a little bit of luck, right? Because at some point during those thirty-one years of losing to Florida, they had some plays like that that went their way. So the way I see it is just it's the law of averages finally finally leaning towards us a little bit and giving us a break that Florida probably got quite a few of during that 31 game win streak. 
we're hoping that karma will eventually just balance out. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think they're still still up on us, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Hey, uh, we got a phone call. Let's go to the lines right now. And by the way, if you want to give us a call, 502-571-1080. J.D., what's up? Hey, this is J.D. out of Lexington. I'm, uh, I've known John a little while. I thought I'd call, call in today and, uh, and, and give a quick uh, analysis of the game. How you doing, John? This is J.D. Op. Optometrist extraordinaire. Yeah, uh, out of uh, your neck of the wood. You know, uh, John threw out a question about biggest win of all time, or is definitely in the Stoops era. Uh, I wonder, though, if the Alabama win was maybe the turn-the-corner biggest win back in 97, but I think in the Stoops era this has got to be a possible turn-the-corner top win. So uh, I'm going to see what John thought about this win, where it rated in his coverage of the Cats over the last few years. It's always tough coming off of an exciting, emotional win. Uh, I think the only way we can really, really get a, a accurate assessment is to kind of let history play the course. So right. if Kentucky goes down the line and they have a very, very mediocre season, then I don't think this win's going to matter at all. But if, on the right. other hand, they go on a little bit of a winning streak and they start uh, winning – all these remaining SEC games, and they get to the SEC championship game, and then they follow it up with a big bowl victory, and then they come back next year and do real, real well, then I think it has the potential to be the biggest win in the history of Kentucky football. But it remains to be seen. I think you're you're right there. I think uh, it's not just that monkey off their back type thing. I think it's, uh, are we going to have some consistency? You know, are we going to, you know, the Kentucky fan, all the football fans are saying, you know, is this going to be where we get consistent? You know, because we've had these big wins in the past, and I think somebody in the paper said, you know, we followed up with a couple of clunkers. Now, the Alabama win would be labeled as historic back in the 97. That was definitely a uh, get an elephant off your back, if anything else. But uh, I think that leads to point number two. You're right. If this turns into a... Uh, you know, competing for the SEC East type win and, you know, gets us back in the, in the hunt and we're, we're not up and down like we have been in the past. I think you're exactly right. So uh, nice picture of you on the field. Uh, we were kind of living the game through you down there. We were hopping up and down. My question was, was it raining all through the game or was, was the weather fairly clear down there? No, it was a beautiful evening. Uh, during kickoff, okay. it was about 79 degrees. Nice, right. true, cool, tropical breeze blowing through. It was fantastic. But, J.D., right. uh, you're a big Oscar Combs fan, and I, yeah, I don't know if you Oscar. saw it, but Oscar put a, a Twitter poll about what we were just talking about. He put it up last night, and he wanted to know what his followers thought was the biggest U.K. football win in the last 12 years. And the choices were the 2007 upset of number 9, Louisville, the 2007 upset of number 1, LSU. I'm sure you remember that one. The 2011 upset of Tennessee, or this game, the 2018 upset at Florida. So, oh, I go with the LSU game. I was there for that one, and that that had what I call impact. So I think that was uh, we can play with the big boys. The Petrino win was emotionally satisfying. You know, we got we got a deep satisfaction from beating Bobby Petrino, but I, I, my vote would be the LSU win, being there. Uh, and watching uh, national recognition, you know, we we actually we, we felt like we actually beat someone who was uh, 
we weren't supposed to beat. And I, I remember the stop on that last play, one of the last plays where we stopped a running uh, a running play. That was uh, that was awesome. So I would. That's my vote. I, I think that LSU game had what I call a national impact. So there's my vote, John. All right. Thank you so much for calling in. Always enjoy your insights. I need a new prescription. <laughs> All right. We got to go to a break. We'll be right back. This is just the tip. Welcome back to Just the Tip. Dr. John Huang with Shannon the Dude, and we are talking soccer this morning. Just kidding. We're talking UK football. Shannon, yeah. I hear we have a caller on the line. We let's do. Go yeah, ahead let's and take go. this. Yeah, he's been waiting through the long break there. Go ahead, Corey. You're on. Um, hello. So I was calling because I, I was listening to you guys talk about, you know, was this the biggest game in the Stoops era? And just real quickly, I, you know, I don't think it was. I think it was for the fans. But for Stoops himself, I think beating Lamar Jackson two years ago was much bigger for us. Um, and that's just my opinion. I, you know, I was listening to the previous caller and just kind of going through that question in my head. And, you know, during the break, I was kind of like arguing with myself. And I just, I don't know, I, I follow Kentucky football and I, I'll fully admit that, you know, I'm not a football expert or anything like that. So maybe you guys can help me understand why this might be a bigger game than that one. I just think like saying, hey, we beat the Heisman Trophy winner. We beat... I, I just think this. I think the Louisville team we beat two years ago was so much better than the Florida team we beat just the other day. I think this was just a great win for our fan base and a turning point for our fan base, but not for the program. So, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I won't argue the fact that the Louisville team was better than this year's Florida team, but 31 years I think speaks for itself. I mean, that's the that's the thing that we've been talking about. For so long, and it's the one thing that we're like, okay, we, you know, we finally beat Tennessee a few years ago. Now it's Florida. Why can't we beat Florida? Now we got that one out of the way. Now there's really nothing else to talk about. You know, John, I mean, yeah, that, that sure, was the main true, thing. Yeah. Corey, I, I agree no, I, with you. Agree with At that. the time, the Louisville game was, was huge. But I'll come back to the point of what happens afterwards if Kentucky follows well, that game up with – yeah, go ahead. The Stoops, the Stoops. Well, the Stoops sit into a recruit's living room and say, "Did you see us beat that little, that uh, that Florida team?" I, I don't think so. Like, I mean, I think he can argue, like, "Hey, we, you know, our program's changing," and like he can throw that out there. But like, I don't know. I, I think when he goes into a recruit's room, I don't think he's going to be pointing out that win necessarily to a recruit to get them to come to Kentucky. Whereas after that Louisville game, look at look at our recruiting class following that. It's just been getting better and better. That's just my opinion. I will disagree with you on one thing. I think Stoops was absolutely elated uh, after that that win. Oh yeah. You know, after after the game's oh, over, yeah. we go down into the bowels of the stadium for the post game press conference, and he comes in and he's trying to hide it. He's got this post game game face on, but you can tell he's giddy as heck and he's ready to bust out. His opening statement lasted about three minutes, which is really really long for him. And I thought the most significant thing was when he talked about finally ending the streak and what an unfair burden it was for all the current players to have had to deal with it. And in the past, when I've asked him about the streak, he's acknowledged it, but he always said the fo- the team wasn't focused on it. Well, evidently it played more of a role in their psyche than previously thought. So he was pumped yeah, up for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, I think, I think it's really great. You know, for the coach, especially because, you know, in the past, I'm sure he's had coaches talk kind of thing, like, oh, you know, that's something our players don't think about. But, you know, behind the scenes, I'm sure it's there. And for, you know, a coach, how long has Stoops been with us for now? 
This is his sixth year. Sixth year. So, like, you know, you have a, a, a you know a coach come in, and six years into it, he's able to finally beat, you know, the longest streak when all the previous coaches couldn't do it. I think that's a huge thing for him. So, yeah, again, I think, I think a, a lot of the win from this game has to do with uh, the coach's mentality, player's mentality, and maybe, maybe you can argue, like, that's a huge turning point. But um, I just think, I don't know, for the, the program as a whole, um, I don't know. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm, I was absolutely pumped. I've, you know, been all excited about the Cash Daniels. I've watched that Cash Daniels video. I can't tell you enough. And Twitter needs to allow you to like things more often because if, if I could, I would have liked it a thousand times. You guys have a good day. All right, man. All right, thanks, thanks Corey. Keep cheering. Yeah. All right, Shannon. Yeah. In the interest of full disclosure, mm-hmm. my flight got back to Lexington just before midnight last night, so I'm a bit sleep-deprived. Only got a couple hours of sleep. I'm tired as heck, so I'm playing hurt this morning. <laughs> so callers may have to cut me just a little bit of slack. I may be a little shaky with, with some of my facts. I'll, yeah. I'll still be better than Michael. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's, Michael he's doesn't get a few facts Hey, hey Michael doesn't have any facts. Are you kidding me? He just makes <laughs> it up as he goes. Don't drill, drill me with stats <laughs> this morning. Uh, Shannon, have you been to Gainesville before? Never have. Never have. So I have, you know, you, you can give me a little bit of an insight as to how the, the atmosphere was down there because, you know, I, I don't get to go on a whole lot of games, period, whether they're in Kroger Field or on the road. So you can kind of fill me in on how it was I, I had down a great there. time. Yeah. yeah, I had a great time. Gainesville, it's a really bustling college town. Did you know the University of Florida is the fifth largest university in the country i looked that up on wikipedia no and they've got an enrollment of over fifty thousand students a bunch of good restaurants downtown a bunch of and you'll enjoy this shannon really nice music venues Mm -hmm. and of course they've got fabulous florida sunshine to me it's obviously unfair from a recruiting standpoint uh, and that's one of the reasons why Florida gets so many good athletes. Who wants to come to Kentucky or any of these other northernmost conference schools and get frostbite playing football when you can pal around in shorts and T-shirts year-round? Right, yeah. And did you see, I, I can't remember which player it was. There was a Florida, on play, a Florida player who got on Twitter and, and said that he was going to transfer after the game. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I did. That's what happens when you're <laughs> the team that loses uh, after 31 years, and he probably didn't even get to play that much. Yeah, and I don't know. I haven't gone back to see if he actually deleted that or what, but it was right after the game, and I'm sure he's frustrated <laughs> as well as you know all the other players were as well. But I just thought it was kind of crazy. He got on Twitter and said, hey, I'm out of here, everybody. See ya. So. <laughs> Yeah, so so I flew down there on Saturday morning, and Michael picks me up in his Jeep. And you know that Michael loves to eat, so we went out and had, of all things, Vietnamese noodle soup. That's it's interesting. Called, yeah. yeah, it's called pho. Can, can I say that on the radio? I pho. think so. Yeah, it, it wasn't the best Vietnamese soup in the world, but hey, we're in Gainesville, Florida, I understand. So we're a little bit early coming to the stadium. And they wouldn't let us in yet. So Michael and I, we, we hung out in this establishment across the street from the stadium. And you know how Michael jokes about being everyone's best friend? Yeah, I know. Well, I don't think he's joking. Because the dude, and I'm not exaggerating, he talked to everyone we came in contact with. I didn't know anyone could be so friendly. <laughs> You've been out with him in public, show. Yeah, You yeah. know how he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to be everybody's best friend. <laughs> you, you nailed it. I mean, that's it. He's never met a stranger. Yeah. 
So sounds like you guys had a good time down there. I do want to talk about, you know, just mentioning the streak and everything. And I think that Stoops understands what the streak means to fans. Now, obviously, he wasn't here for all the 31 years. It was just, you know, the last six. But I think he, he understands the burden that is on players. The players understand it, even though they weren't here for a lot of it. He understands it, and he he was really giddy. I don't know if you heard his uh, post game interview with Matt Jones, but he you could tell, you could just tell in his voice how happy he was to finally end the streak. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm anxious to see what his demeanor is at the press conference. He has his weekly press conference every Monday at noon, so it'll be interesting to see what what he has to say. Do you have anything that you want me to ask him? Uh. Not right offhand. I mean, I think you could just ask him anything, and he's probably going to go off on a tangent and, and, and be, you know, he's so happy. How can you not be at this point? He's got to be happy, I think, for at least the next couple of weeks because you got Murray State coming up. I don't think we have to worry about Murray State. They're 0-3 at this point. Um, but it's important, though, looking ahead at the schedule. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. you got Mississippi State coming up. you got South Carolina and at Texas A&M. you got to be careful not to go 3-3. Three and three and get let down after a big start to the season. And it could very easily play out that way. you get three tough games coming up, and I think those, ga- those three games coming up after Murray State are really going to determine how the rest of the season plays out. The only reason this Florida win will have significance is if Kentucky follows it up. I right. think I'm beating a dead horse by saying that, but I think it's just absolutely, absolutely crucial. Yeah, Murray State there. Oh and two, they lost to oh and two. Sorry, Southern Illinois and Central Arkansas. So, but yeah, I don't think with Kentucky and Southern, football, yeah, Illinois, Southern Illinois, right? Yeah, Southern Illinois. Okay, yeah, I don't think with Kentucky football, I don't think you can ever say anything's automatic. But if there's an automatic win on the schedule this year, it has to be the Murray State Racers. Yeah. No offense, but that's kind of the way it is. All right, we've got a phone call we'll get to before the next break. Let's go to Otis. What's up, Otis? Hey, how you doing today? Good. Great. I just got one thing to say to Shannon to do. Down go Gators. Down go Gators. <laughs> it finally happened. They shocked the world, as I said Friday, and what they were going to do. Well, you nailed it. I mean, you're, yeah. you caught it. I don't know if a whole lot of people did. I know I didn't think they were going to win. I thought it would be close, but I didn't think that they would be able to go down there this year and, and finally end the streak. But you were right, Otis. Hey, hey, I believe in Stoops and what he is doing, man. He's building that program. He's building it up from ground up. He is building this program to where it's at now. There's nothing but great things on the horizon for him. If they continue to just work hard, continue to play hard, and continue to will themselves to victory, they can get it done. I'm not going to hold you, gentlemen, any longer. Have a great morning. Thank you, Otis. Shannon, did, I, I wanted to ask Otis uh, whether he watched the game on, on TV or not. One of the big disadvantages of being actually there at the stadium is you don't get to hear any of the announcers. What were they like, and were they very complimentary of Kentucky? What What was your take on that? Well, i got to be honest with you. I was watching it inside of a bar, so I, I couldn't hear a whole lot of the commentary. So what I was hearing was just a lot of cheers and chance like you were probably at the game there but uh i know that ks bar and grill got a shout out i didn't hear that much did you did you know I that i saw the tweet yeah i saw the tweet well on our um on our menu at ks bar and grill we have shrimp and grits and it says southern tradition just like losing to florida every year now we're going to change our menu we've only been open for a week and we're going to have to change the menu already <laughs> oh. but anyway so uh we, we got to get to one more break before we wrap up the show 
Give us a call. Still got some open lines, 502-571-1080. We'll be right back. This is Just the Tip. Before going on vacation, you need to know what to pack. Preparing for your financial future is similar. Without proper planning, you could very well be left out in the cold. Raymond James Financial Advisors can offer you a variety of investment solutions designed for your specific needs. Call them at 502-569-4103. Two convenient Louisville locations. Raymond James & Associates, member New York Stock Exchange SIPC. Life well planned. This is Michael Bennett. Do you have a business or product you want to tell people about? Then why not do it here during Morning Tip-Off? Every day I, along with Shannon the Dude, reach a great, big, loyal audience of UK fans who can easily become your customers. Your commercial would air right here in Hour 1 of Talk Radio 1080's Big Blue Block that starts with Morning Tip-Off and ends with Matt Jones and KSR. Partner with us and make Big Blue Nation spending power work for you. Call now at 502-727-7477. That's 502-727-7477. Go Cat! Hello, I'm Amy Roush with Paul Karam Mortgage. I'm a single mother that is a longtime veteran of the mortgage business. I know what it's like to navigate a sometimes confusing business world. My 30 years of excelling in this profession makes me the perfect choice for all of your mortgage questions. Amy Roush, NMLS 615-886, Paul Karam Mortgage. Talk to a lender you can trust. Paul Karam Mortgage, powered by First Savings Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. PaulKaramMortgage.com. Doctor, award-winning chief medical correspondent and Salon Pass user, Dr. Bob Arnott. For pain relief, the best solution may surprise you. I found that Salon Pause Lidocaine Plus works best for my pain. It's powerful, available without a prescription, and uses two anesthetics to numb nerves right where it hurts. It starts to work on contact, providing effective, lasting pain relief I can count on. Salon Paws, in the silver box with the blue wave. If you're the parent of a child in pre-K or younger, you know how crucial it is to inspire their minds every day. At Kayfield Academy, our award-winning curriculum will embrace your little ones in an atmosphere of education and care, giving them the head start they need to succeed in the classroom and beyond. Parents like you have trusted Kayfield Academy for more than 15 years. Thanks to our expertly trained staff, diverse, engaging programs, as well as our safe and stimulating facilities. Learn more or schedule a tour now. Visit kfieldacademy.com. If you needed heart surgery, who would you call? A doctor who does it every day or a doctor who does it once a year? The same is true about your erectile dysfunction. At the Louisville Men's Clinic, our Kentucky physicians focus on one thing, solving your ED. High blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, prostate cancer, these all contribute to your ED. And our physicians at the Louisville Men's Clinic know how to solve your problems. We have over 50 different custom formulations tailored just for you. You get to try the medication containing FDA-approved ingredients right in our office. Your total cost for the consultation, test dose, testosterone, and PSA test is only $99. If the test dose doesn't work, you pay us nothing. So you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. Call now, 444-4000. That's 444-4000 and move from skeptic to believer. 444-4000 or online at louisvillemensclinic.com. John Huang sitting in for Michael Bennett. I've got Shannon the Dude here with me. And Shannon, would you mind if I play a little clip here? I don't know if it'll come through, but I'm going to give it a try. All right, give it a go. Let's see what you got. 
It's a relief, but it's a long season. It was going to come at some point, so it was nice. I believe you're asking me if I have something to say. Have I ever been a loss for words? I can tell you right now, everybody at UK wants me, including the fan base, wants me to predict them to lose every single time. I've had a listener already get on social media and remind me that West Virginia, I predicted a UK loss. I, in fact, I guaranteed a UK loss. Florida, I guaranteed a 45-17 UK loss. What happens? You want me to predict every single time that UK is going to lose, and maybe we'll win the national championship. What do you think, John Wong? Uh, did you hear that? Yeah, I could hear it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, Michael ranting after the game. The guy couldn't be happy. He couldn't just be overjoyed that Kentucky had finally broken through after 31 years. He was ranting about how the callers were already getting after him <laughs> for picking Kentucky to lose and to lose big. Well, So he, he's going to be back here tomorrow, so you can give it to him at that time. There you go. <laughs> you know, he's El Cheapo, too. Everybody calls him Money Mike. He's flying a legion, and the reason that he didn't come back yesterday or later on today is because there was only one flight available, and it happened to be at 7.30 this morning. I mean, can you believe that? <laughs> can you believe that he wouldn't fly back yesterday or maybe later on today? He had to go with the cheapest flight, those little $25 flights. That's, that's He's flying back on a legion right now during his show. I can't believe that he wouldn't wait till later on today. Well, it is nonstop. I got to give a shout out to yeah. Allegiant. They had a little bit of bad press lately, but every time I've flown on them, they've gotten me down there safely. Yeah, so. I understand we have another caller on we the do. line. Yeah, let's go to Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Hey Nick, good morning. Good. Hey, um, you think with uh, this win and uh, Annie's performance that put him in the Heisman uh, talk? It all depends on how Kentucky does the rest of the year. If they beat all these SEC teams and uh, move up, end up in the SEC championship game in Atlanta, yeah, then I think he's in the mix. Unfortunately, it's not just an individual honor. They say it is, but it isn't. It really depends on how your team does. True. All right, guys. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, you got to keep winning, unfortunately. You know, it doesn't matter a lot of times how great you play individually. You, you got to have your team right there in the in the national spotlight in order to get those awards. A lot of times, I want to put the Terry touchdown for Heisman campaign going. Well, you know he he did have two drives of ninety plus yards. I mean that's unheard of as a UK quarterback. One of those drives was his very first drive in the SEC. It was on the road, and that drive took up a third of the first quarter you know how impressive was that the second one was another 91 yard drive where he ran 24 yards himself for a td on that drive he didn't throw a single pass so his stat line for the evening was 11 of 16 passing for 151 yards and his first two uk touchdown passes he ran for an additional 105 yards his first 100-yard game as the Wildcat. He becomes the first U.K. quarterback to rush and throw for at least 100 yards since Jalen Whitlow did it against Alabama State. Not Alabama, Alabama State in 2013. 
Uh, how about that 54-yard touchdown bomb to Lynn Bowden? That was a yeah. thing of beauty. Once again, it was off the scramble. And the thing with Terry, it's not just his ability to elude the rush and to avoid a sack and to avoid a loss. But when he's running around there in the backfield, that gives his receivers those few extra precious seconds to be able to to get open. You know, if you have Gunner in there, I'm not sure you can do that. How can you call any of those plays? No, you can't. It's a different offense altogether. And and with Terry, you know, the thing is going to be all season long, the theme is going to be consistency. He was very consistent. As you just read a stat line there, 11 to 16, you can't get much more consistent than that. But... We're going to have to see more of this type of Terry Wilson and less of what we saw last week. And I give him a break. You know, his first college start, I think you, you got to give the guy a break. His first time out there, probably a little nervous and everything. He, he looked very comfortable throughout the entire game and in control, which is something that I couldn't say last week that he was against Florida on Saturday. Where do you think the quarterback battle is right now? Is it still legitimate? Uh, what do you do with Gunner now? How much does he play against Murray State? Yeah, I, I don't think you. I don't think you play him at all unless you have to. I mean, maybe if you're up, you know, big and it's fourth quarter, maybe you throw him in there just for a few reps, for a few drives or whatever. But I don't think you put him in there at all if it's if it's close. Maybe I can play reporter versus Nick Saban at Stoops' press conference today. You think Stoops would just bite my head off if I asked about the quarterback controversy? No, I don't think so. I think he's in a great mood, and why would he not be? I think you could ask him anything, and he would he would be fine with it today. I now, actually did ask him about it last week, and yeah. he, he responded in a very, very joking manner, which yeah. is the way Saban should have responded. Right. I mean, he came off looking like a jerk because of... Uh, of the way he talked to Maria Taylor. And, and when Stoops answered the question, he was just as jolly as he could be. Yeah, what's up with Saban? I mean, he's never happy. He blows a team out. He, he gets asked a legitimate question by a reporter, and he just bites her head off. You know, he's the type of coach who's never happy. Kind of reminds me of Belichick. Yeah, you can't argue with success, so. No, you can't. As long no. as he wins, he can pretty much do anything that he wants. Yeah. Unfortunately, one thing else I noticed, it seemed like in the stadium that a lot of the calls were going against Kentucky. There were a lot of non-calls. It seemed like there were a lot of holding penalties that didn't get called on on Florida. Did you notice that at all? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see them. Of course, you know, you maybe saw you you saw the game from a different viewpoint than I did. So, you know, the TV angle doesn't always capture the entire play. So I, I didn't notice anything like that. Yeah. That's we've got these little replay booths up up in the press box, and so you're looking up there and you're seeing these replays and you're wondering, am I seeing the actual thing that went out on the field? What about that field goal, that Florida field goal? Was that good? It looked good. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean it, it was right. That's what they called it. No, they said it was no good, and that was a critical time in the ball game. Well, maybe which, I don't know what you're talking about then. Yeah, Florida was kicking a field goal. I think they were down 21 to 10, and they had a field goal that looked, from all practical purposes, like it cleared the uprights. But for some reason, the referee said no good, and it got the Florida fans just all fired up. And it was at a critical junction because that would have cut the lead to eight, and that would have made it a one-score game. Uh, before we end today, I, I want to talk a little bit about C.J. Conrad. Maybe I can ask Stoops about the tight end situation. Why don't they utilize the tight end a little bit more? 
poor CJ. He caught a bunch of passes, but he didn't gain any yards. At this rate, by the end of the year, he might have more receptions than yards. How is that possible? Grand's going to have to find some way to get him open down the field more. Yeah, I agree with you. Unfortunately, though, we're out of time, man. I could sit there and talk to you about it for another hour, but we got to go. So I cannot believe how quickly <laughs> it's gone by. Look me up on Twitter, Kentucky Huangs, K-Y-H-U-A-N-G-S. Michael Bennett will be back tomorrow. This is Just the Tip, Dr. John Huang with Shannon the Dude. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.